0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win $100 every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, we speak with Diego Abba. He's launched an Italian fashion brand, doing $12 million per year in transaction volume already, it's unbelievable. Okay, Top Drive. good morning. I hope your jog is off to a good start or your commute is rocking and rolling and you're really going to learn a lot from our guest today. His name is Brandon Bruce and he's the co-founder and COO of Cirrus Insight, a bootstrap startup in Knoxville, Tennessee. Cirrus Insight is a plugin for Gmail and Outlook that tracks emails, schedules meetings, and automatically updates Salesforce as you work. Cirrus Insight is the second highest rated sales application of all time on the Salesforce app Exchange. Brandon, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Let's do it, Nathan. Thanks for having me.
0: You bet. Knoxville, Tennessee. I love this. You're not in the Valley. You're not in New York. Why Knoxville? We are out in
1: Knoxville. We are here because my wife is a professor. So we <laughs> moved from California to Washington, D.C. and then to Knoxville. And thankfully, I couldn't have asked for a better place to start a company.
0: I love that. Well, give us a sense of the size of Cirrus Insight. In 2015, let's just let's just go top to bottom. What were total revenue numbers 2015?
1: Uh, so, ARR, about $6.5 uh, uh-huh. Um And then, uh, as far as company size, we've got 55 total employees between Knoxville, where we have about 35, and Irvine, California, with my co-founder, Ryan Huff, who runs engineering. Uh, and there's 20 people out
0: there. And help folks understand that don't know what ARR me- <laughs> means, what's that mean? So, annual
1: recurring revenue.
0: Yep, annual recurring revenue. And what other... So, that's kind of the high-level metrics, folks. Tell us what Cirrus Insight does in more detail.
1: Yeah. So we, in 2011, launched the first integration of Salesforce, which is the famous customer relationship management platform in the cloud, and Gmail. Uh, More and more companies were moving to Google Apps. And so we provide a Chrome extension that brings the Salesforce experience, leads, contacts, opportunities, cases, activities into Gmail, which is where all of us as salespeople work. And we now do it for Outlook as well. And I mean, why did you do this? It it was really built for ourselves. Uh, We found ourselves constantly switching back and forth between Gmail, uh, where we did email, and Salesforce, where we we tried to keep track of customer relationships and run pipeline reports and forecasts. And we didn't want to spend all day jumping between two browser windows. So we decided, let's bring Salesforce into Gmail, where we were actually talking with customers, and then be able to update it from there. So Uh, you
0: you were at another company doing sales or something? Yeah. And then Ryan has a great background
1: as a Salesforce consultant. So he had built a lot of the top apps on the Salesforce App Exchange already. And we saw this opportunity to serve an unserved uh, market, which were those that were using Salesforce, but more and more companies were moving toward uh, Google Apps. And thankfully, we've seen that. Trend continue over the last four years.
0: So, what's the tr- you said? And you, I, I did the research before uh, even reading your bio. Just now, you guys are ranked extremely high in the Salesforce App Exchange for other people and other business lines looking to rank higher in the Salesforce App Exchange. What's the secret? How do you rank so well?
1: I mean, the algorithm, I think, has has changed slightly over time. But one of the things that helps us the most is that we are an end user based application, so you don't install. Serious Insight just once for your org. Instead, if you've got a thousand salespeople, uh, they will all use Serious Insight. And we benefit from that because those thousand people can come in and write nice reviews about the app, tell the world how they use it, why it was valuable in their daily workflow. Uh, and that's been really, really good for us. So we've got you know, over 1,100 reviews on the App Exchange, which you know, puts us behind some pretty famous apps like DocuSign and EchoSign.
0: Yeah, you've got, uh, you got you got 1163 reviews. That's really the key to moving up in app exchange is getting those reviews written.
1: Yeah, I think the reviews and also the volume of installs. So there's so many people you know, using Google for work, Google apps now. Uh-huh. And then also our new uh, app for Outlook, uh, which we launched uh, six months ago or so, is also marching up the app exchange. So we benefit from the volume of users as well as the volume of reviews.
0: So what do you measure in terms of like like when you're measuring billing and ARPU and CAC and stuff like that? Do you measure number of seats or number of businesses? And a business could have a thousand seats.
1: Yeah, pretty much all of the above. I mean, we certainly track. A number of available users in a company's Salesforce org, the number of users on trial with us when we're talking with the decision maker at an organization, which is frequently a a sales ops manager, sales enablement, sales effectiveness, Mm -hmm. Salesforce admin, VP of sales. We're looking for customer facing roles. So we serve not only sales people, but also folks that work in customer support and customer success. Anyone that's in the inbox and the calendar a lot working with customers benefits from our app. It's a big time saver. And it helps organizations actually adopt Salesforce, which is one of the big challenges of of any CRM platform, is that it's hard to get people to go in and update manually uh, a database.
0: So how many... I guess the right question is, I don't know if it's seats or businesses. How many many total seats are people paying for on your platform as of January 2016?
1: Yeah, we serve about 100,000 end users. And those are spread across over 3,500 organizations.
0: Okay. And do people, obviously the organization is typically the one paying for it, right? People aren't paying for their own seat.
1: We, we see a combination of both. Uh, okay. So certainly our largest uh, customers, are, uh, which have thousands of seats, the, the company is paying for it, but we see a lot of uh, bottom up deals as well, where salespeople find the app so useful, uh, they'll just come and pay out of pocket and expense it, uh, or just consider a cost of doing business and you know, earn it out in, in running
0: more commission. And so what is... I it? so smart because it ties back to obviously product productivity and quota beating uh, kind of metrics. What, uh, what do people pay? What's the average ARPU?
1: So today it's $19 a user a month uh, paid annually. And then we just introduced a, a new plan, a closer plan uh, about six weeks ago that includes some additional functionality like the ability to mass email out to customers and some higher end uh, calendar integration with Salesforce.
0: So am I doing... that? Uh, can I do this math this directly to get your monthly recurring revenue? Do I just take 100,000 seats times 19?
1: No, unfortunately not. I was going to say awesome. that's a much bigger
0: business. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a much bigger business. We're looking to hit those numbers. But uh, our price formally 4 years ago when we launched was $9 user a month. And then certainly, we've seen some deals that are... Uh, as the number of seats increases, uh, the price per seat decreases, so there's there's a level of volume discounting that you see, uh, which is not unusual across the software as a service market.
0: So maybe instead of doing ARPU, because maybe that's less relevant because of pricing changes and volume discounts. What was what was MRR in January of 2016? So we can get a run rate.
1: Yeah. So the so MRR we finished 2015 at around six. 40K. Okay. MR, uh, and ramping up from there, we're off to a great start in uh, 2016.
0: What's well, exciting. And what do you, I mean, what do you credit this to? Software is obviously a tricky space. There's, I think there's a lot, I mean, who is your number one competitor, would you say? Uh,
1: so we, we compete with a lot of folks that are doing uh, email productivity apps, which are not unusual. Kind of the sales acceleration space has really blown up over the last two years or so. Our edge has always been in the depth of integration with Salesforce. So when uh, companies really care about uh, business process and workflow, that's where our area of expertise is. Um, and so we serve you know, companies wall to wall. So whereas there's a lot of companies that are really focused just on the individual needs of salespeople, we can serve the full sales team, as well as support, as well as customer success. And so we really are able to get our you know our hooks into organizations and serve them so they're on one tool. So we, we have a lot of customers that will onboard a new customer-facing employee and give them a license of Salesforce, a license of Outlook or Gmail, and a license of Cirrus Insight and, and they're up and running. But, but we compete with companies like, you know, like an insidesales.com, like a Yesware. Um, other folks that are in the, the sales acceleration space.
0: Okay. And help us understand that you, you mentioned depth of integration as a key factor for you guys. Hopefully, obviously, that depth is also helping you keep churn super low. What is your monthly churn at right now?
1: Uh, so, net negative churn. So, we always add more seats uh, than, than we lose. You know, the, the primary reasons, and for those listeners in the SaaS business, they'll, they'll probably nod their heads. And for those that are unfamiliar with SaaS, you know, one of the main reasons is simply the credit card number changes. Um, so we have folks that, that are really on, date, yeah, that are really focused on uh, just following up on getting a new credit card um, and getting it updated. Uh, so you know, churn is something that that all of us in the SaaS business really focus on because we want to minimize that, and and that's the magic of recurring revenue is getting it to come back next year.
0: So just so everyone understands, net negative and correct me, Brandon, if anything I say is incorrect, but net negative churn basically means the revenue that you upsold or that you gained from already current customers was greater than the total lost revenue from current customers. Is that accurate? Precisely. Okay, got it. So that's so the number of new customers you add is really irrelevant in, in terms of measuring net negative and getting to net negative churn. Right. What's the key reason or what's the key way that you're the key trigger you're using to in get our incremental ARPU increases from current customers month over month?
1: You know lately we've added that new tier, the $29 tier for the closer plan which is already very popular. We'll be adding some higher end uh, tiers coming up here over the next few months as well. so there's going to be some upgrade opportunities for existing customers that are demanding uh, more functionality. So uh-huh. our product team is hard at work on that. We're also doing more on the customer success side. So there's a lot of companies that really want to figure out how to get the most out of Salesforce, how to maximize their workflows, get the most out of this really powerful platform. And so we're doing more on the onboarding and services side as well.
0: Okay. And what about things like... What about some of the unit economics like uh, like churn and lifetime value of customers? What is the current lifetime value of a customer or business in your case?
1: Yeah, so so we're four years into it. We didn't do a lot of LTV calculations early on because we weren't sure, you know, how long customers were were, were going to stay with us. Thankfully, they they stay with us for a while. So our LTV right now uh, is between seven hundred and fifty eight hundred dollars. Um, you know, cost of customer acquisition is about eighty five bucks. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're able to recover our, our CIC pretty fast. What's um, C- what does CIC mean? Uh, so CIC meaning cost of customer acquisition. Okay. Um, Same customer thing as acquisition tax. cost. Okay yeah yeah so that's
0: that's our cac figure and so uh, and where are you spending most of that money is it just ads
1: no we do very we do very little in the way of ads we do find retargeting uh to be valuable for us we certainly tried a lot of different types uh, uh, of advertising but our most uh our best spend has been on events uh and as well as partner marketing so we have a network of over 350 consulting partners as well as some resellers and so we do a lot of co-marketing uh, webinars, web-based events, uh, and in-person physical events uh, with those folks as well.
0: Okay. And you mentioned your team size was 55 folks. What's the breakdown on that in terms of engineers versus salespeople?
1: So we got 20 folks on the engineering team, broadly speaking. So okay. those are engineers, product designers, product managers. And then on the sales side, we have about 20. And then the balance are uh, customer success uh, and support. So there's uh, about 10 folks there. And then, you know, give or take uh, seven folks, eight folks on the marketing team. Some of those, if you total all those up, it's probably over 55, but that's because as a pretty flat organization, a scrappy startup, there's some <laughs> folks that, that, have, that multiple wear multiple hats. hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, which is great. You know, we, we love that. We try to move fast. And so uh, folks are working with customers kind of on all, on all spectrums.
0: So, Brandon, you're you know a funded company. A typical a typical board meeting might sound something like this: with the lead VC of their Series A going, "Why aren't you burning money faster to grow?" and and the and the entrepreneur is going, "Well, because I don't want to run out of money, because then the VC is going to buy more of the company. You guys are completely self funded. Is that accurate?"
1: Yeah, we're a bootstrap startup. We've benefited from the you know early support of friends and family, and then a few early customers. And angels came in to provide some some early capital, but otherwise, you know, we consider ourselves bootstrapped. We don't have any institutional backing.
0: Was it convertible note or was that equity? Were those priced rounds with the angels? Yeah, we just did convertible notes. Okay, and how much total did you guys raise in the beginning? About about one point one five million or so. And what year was that? When did you start the company? Uh, So we launched it in
1: two thousand eleven. We did a half million dollar note uh, nine months later in the fall of twenty twelve. And then the other notes have been just kind of as we go, we'd pick up notes for, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars here and there.
0: I love it. Brandon, I wish more people were like you. They don't need to raise capital. They just build a good business and it's just as profitable and helps a lot of people. Why don't people do it anymore? They got to live in Knoxville to do it, right? Yeah. Knoxville <laughs> a great place to do it. It's a pretty <laughs> scrappy
1: town. You know, we, we go after it. We, we, we value, as Jeff Bezos would say, you know, you can work hard, you can work long hours, you can work smart, but you can't choose two out of three. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we try to live that. We consider ourselves customer funded. So we try to stay really close to the customer and make sure we're providing value every day.
0: So on a monthly basis, are you guys profitable? And if not, what's your net burn monthly? Yeah, we basically try to keep it at break
1: even. Um, that's essentially our goal. So we reinvest everything in, in growth of the company. You know, we believe in investing in the talent of the team. That's our, that's our biggest market advantage are the folks that we've been able to, to bring aboard with us, both in Knoxville and in Irvine. And we've got a few folks in Atlanta and New York. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we try to keep it right about break even. So as we onboard more customers, we try to you know increase the size of the team and be able to serve more going forward.
0: So do you and your co-founders have like a general rule like you're okay being plus or minus a hundred grand above or below the line? And then if you're in that range, you just keep moving forward?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we're most comfortable if we're, if we're, if we're blowing way ahead of the line. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but if things, but yeah, but if things, you know, were to slip, we take that really seriously. We, we sort of analogize we're we're more like a state government than a federal government. We can't, we can't print <laughs> our money. So we got to keep a pretty balanced budget.
0: Yep. So what do you think that you'll do? Uh, I think you said you're doing 640 grand in MRR in December, 2015, maybe you're doing 650 January. What, is, what are you guys hoping to hit revenue wise uh, here in 2016? What would be a big goal for you guys?
1: I mean, we, 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 we've set our sights on doing, you know, about, uh, 16 million in bookings or so. So oftentimes we'll, we'll, we'll look at, uh, at, top line bookings uh, for the sales team. So trying to get those deals in the door, some of them may be multi-year, um, but we love those all the same. Um, so yeah, if we can finish the year at a 15 to 20 million run rate, um, then
0: that would be awesome. So what would that be? That would be, what about 800 grand, eight, nine, well, no, about a one, one, two, one, three. My yeah, getting,
1: getting into the, getting into the, into the, you know, one and a quarter, one and a half. Yeah, uh, million MRR uh, run rate would, would be a great place for us.
0: That'd be huge. I mean, if you're doing 650 now, that's basically doubling. I mean, that's, that'd be incredible. Um, yeah.
1: It's a big jump. Having these extra tiers
0: uh, is already starting to help
1: a lot. And then we're really ramping into this outlook market, which, mm-hmm. you know, by most estimates is about 75% of the market. And those customers are four or five times larger. Uh, we continue to focus on the Google market, of course, cause uh, it's awesome and it's what's gotten us here. But now we have a great expansion opportunity to build off the platform.
0: I'm resisting the urge to make an old people outlook joke. But I'll I'll (laughs) stay away from that for the sake of any of your customers that might be listening. Hey,
1: we just want to meet salespeople where they are. There you go.
0: (laughs) That's a sexy way to say it. Okay. Brandon, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally online and just track your success, where can they do that?
1: Uh, So we're on Twitter, of course, at, at Sirius Insight. Um, And then our blog is wonderful. Our content uh, folks on the marketing team do a great job. So com slash blog is where we post all of our updates, including a big release we did today, which actually brings all of the Salesforce applications that people have built on the force.com platform into the inbox where people can use them in Gmail and Outlook. So we're really excited about it.
0: I love. So, what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. So, your tagline might be never log into Salesforce again. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our
1: reviews actually, people will say I use Salesforce more than I ever have before but i don't log into salesforce.com to do it i do it from the inbox where i'm working all day
0: mm-hmm. and what i meant to ask you this earlier i had a note to ask this your sales folks are they are they i mean is this a typical inside sales team model we had aaron ross on earlier who kind of built salesforce and he he basically said inside sales team are you, are they are they on a monthly quota or something
1: yeah they are and in fact aaron ross is an advisor for us so we certainly follow the predictable revenue model in many respects so we have a, a sales development team uh, that we call the outbound team. So they're they're reaching out to prospects and leads that we meet at events and that come to our website and to our app exchange listing. And then we have our account executive team. Uh, that's our closing team uh, so, that takes deals through from demo to close.
0: And what's the quota that you have each one meet each month, ideally? Yeah. On the quota side, we're aiming on average. So it varies based on tier,
1: but on average, about 50K a month uh, okay. per, so, per, per account executive.
0: Or, okay, so each account executive needs to land 50k in new MRR kind of per month. Right. Okay, got it. So how many? What? How many deals is that? They well, have to 50, close. Well,
1: sorry, it'd be 50k uh, in in booking. So spread. If, if we were translated into MRR, it'd be a little over 4k. Got in it.
0: Yeah, that's MRR.
1: If you could do 50k in MRR per salesperson, then that would be awesome. The, and number,
0: <laughs> the, the numbers didn't make sense, which is why I was digging deeper there. Yeah, f- so about 4.5k of new MRR, like new booked MRR, but paid on a booking value annually. So 4.5k times 12, which is, comes out to about you know the 50. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, hey, Brandon, we're about to get my favorite part of the show. Pressure's going to go up. You know what time it is? Let's do it. Come five. You know it. I love it. I thought you were going to give me some bullshit answer. It's great. <laughs> okay. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, one that I read
1: most recently that I really like is called Good Strategy, Bad Strategy by Richard Rummel. Okay. Uh, thought it was great. Okay. great. Great, deep discussion on strategy.
0: Just on general SaaS strategy or business strategy
1: Just business strategy in general, how to think through issues and how to navigate you know the best path for your organization
0: Very cool. okay number two, is there a favorite CEO that you have right now that you're studying?
1: Uh, one that I'm watching a lot that I know a lot of other people are too is, is Stuart Butterfield over at Slack. Uh, yep. you know I think the internal memo that he published to his team that's now on Medium, is like a modern classic for startup product development and how to set a vision for your company.
0: And guys, we will link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 226, along with everything else that Brandon has shared on the episode. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 226. Okay, Brandon, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote, but it can't be Cirrus?
1: Yeah, there is. Well, it's a a company called Assistant 2, so assistant.to. Uh, it's a Chrome extension, takes the back and forth out of scheduling meetings. So you basically insert your calendar availability, your customer or prospect chooses a time. And it automatically adds it to both your calendars. And full disclosure, we liked it so much that we we bought it last year. I was just going to ask you. This sounds functionality like functionality to Cirrus. <laughs>
0: this sounds like a competing thing. Are you acquiring them right now? No. Yeah, we, we acquired them already about nine months ago.
1: We added the functionality in the Cirrus Insight. It's one of our most popular features. Interesting.
0: Okay. Very cool. Is that kind of well? I won't mention the other ones. Um, okay. Number four. Uh, so, what's your situation currently, Brian? Are you married? Single? Do you have kids? I am. I'm
1: married. I've got two little ones four-year-old and a six-year-old.
0: Woo. Okay. So as you're building this empire with two young kids, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No,
1: I try, <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> how,
0: how, what do you mean you try not to? Tell me the logic.
1: No, I mean, I like to try to max out the day. For, for me, a great schedule is if I can, if I get up at four, I can usually get three hours in, get the kiddos up, get them ready for school, get into work, work the work day, and then put in a couple hours after they go to sleep at about eight. So from about, you know, eight to 10, eight to 11. So if I can knock out, you know, five, six hours of sleep uh, in between, then that's that's a great day.
0: I love it. Okay. Last question. T- how old are you, you said? I'm 37. Okay. Take us back 17 years. What do you wish 20-year-old Brandon knew?
1: You know, I think one of the big things I would I would tell myself is to start a company, a new company as soon as possible uh, for the reason that you, you do learn by doing. Um, so I would also encourage myself, you know, keep reading a lot of books. I was a big uh, consumer of Entrepreneurship books and finance books and so forth. So you learn a lot by reading. Um, but I would definitely encourage myself to get in, get into the market even earlier. You know, just start, start starting companies. There's no better way to do it than to learn. Uh, as, as some of your previous guests have mentioned, you know, everybody's making it up as as they go. Every business <laughs> is different. So if you can get in and become an expert in your business, then you're in great shape.
0: Yep. Hey, with Cirrus, is Cirrus your biggest win so far? How many did you have for it?
1: Yeah, definitely. This is my first really full fledged startup. Ryan and I have always wanted to launch a company together. We've done a lot of like consulting projects and kind of service based contracts, but this is our first chance to really you know get a product out and and scale up a company.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. If if Salesforce, I'm sure they've already had this conversation with you. If they called you up and said we want to buy the business for 150 million bucks, do you sell? Yes. (laughs) What's the limit? What's the bottom? You're obviously doing 16 million is what we're going to do this year, ideally multiplied by some multiple. How do you do the math?
1: That's a good question. I mean, it really depends on what the market will bear, right? We've seen Salesforce do some do some pretty big acquisitions uh, over the last couple of years. We think that we occupy a really unique spot. We're serving some of Salesforce's, you know, largest and fastest growing customers. So we love doing it and we're happy to be in the market uh, as an independent company. Obviously, we love what we do. Um, but if if Salesforce, which is, you know, the mothership, they own the whole platform, uh, would want to work with us and, uh, and acquire our company, that naturally, uh, that would be a great opportunity for us. Um, but yeah Yeah. hard to say what the exact number would need to be it's a great question though (laughs) I love
0: it well guys Brandon thank you for being so transparent Top Tribe give Brandon support go check out his show notes Uh, well again the link is NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 226 you know from again launching the business back a few years ago guys now doing over 6.5 million bucks in 2015 doing 640 grand a month with the goal to do 16 million here in 2016 Brandon thank you for taking us to the top
1: Thanks so much, Nathan. Really appreciate
0: it. Folks, if you enjoyed today's episode with Brandon, you will love yesterday's episode where I had to take it private. It was so heated. I had to take it private. It's with a CEO who refused to give me revenue numbers. It was not pretty. Go listen now, episode 225. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like we're giving away cars and I have something special for you today. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday.